this is the More Than Right Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Lopez. In a sad diary entry, written while she was hiding from her Nazi pursuers, Anne Frank observed, quote, In the eyes of the world we're doomed. But if, after all this suffering, there are still Jews left, the Jewish people will be held up as an example, unquote. Anne Frank was a little too optimistic. More than 80 years after German dictator Adolf Hitler began his systematic program, to exterminate the whole of European Jewry, the quest to annihilate every Jewish man, woman, and child continues. Hamas, the Islamist terror organization in the Gaza Strip, and its ally Hezbollah in Lebanon, launched joint attacks against Israel on October 7th. The assault consisted of thousands of Iranian-supplied missiles fired by Hamas into Israel, as well as armed Hamas combatants, who slaughtered innocent Israeli civilians, which included the massacre of concert attendees and the horrific beheading of Jewish infants. Many called the attack Israel's 9-11. It should not be lost on you that America's 9-11 occurred in the U.S. metropolis with the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. That no doubt factored large in al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden's mind when planning the 2001 attack on New York City. The point is that the Holocaust continues piecemeal by those we mislabel as terrorists. In actuality, they are every bit the same brand of Nazi as those who proudly donned occult symbols on their black uniforms while committing unspeakable atrocities those many years ago. At a press conference, a determined Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, said, quote, We are at war, not an operation, not a roundabout, but war. The enemy will pay an unprecedented price, unquote. He did not say it directly, but Netanyahu committed the Jewish state to total war, a doctrine invoked by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt during World War II. This means it's inevitable Palestinian civilians will die alongside Hamas combatants. So, what does history tell us about total war? Pulitzer Prize-winning author Studs Terkel titled his oral history of the Second World War, The Good War. But how good was it? Well, the D-Day invasion of Normandy saw an estimated 12,000 Allied dead. French civilians killed during the first military operation to liberate occupied Europe numbered around 20,000. Many more civilians would perish in the battles to rid the earth of Hitler's shadow. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was blunt in describing the costs associated with total war. Quote, From now on we shall bomb Germany on an ever-increasing scale, month by month, year by year, until the Nazi regime has either been exterminated by us or, better still, torn to pieces by the German people themselves." Unquote. Like today's Palestinians of the Gaza Strip, the German people never arose to confront the efficient killing machine, perpetrating mass murder in their name. Silence, as they say, is consent. 
Israeli military actions in Gaza and the civilian casualties it has caused thus far have met with demands for restraint. The U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs urged, quote, all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing, unquote. That statement stupidly reduces Israel and Hamas to moral equals. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan conveyed to reporters that President Biden told Prime Minister Netanyahu to refrain from going, quote, full bore against Hamas terrorists and how we distinguish between terrorists and innocent civilians, unquote. Had that been U.S. policy during World War II, Nazi Germany would still occupy Paris. Restraint does not win wars, and without total victory against Hitler's genocidal Mideast acolytes, Israel cannot survive. Israel is at war, total war, and that should dispel all childish notions of a clean conflict where only the guilty perish. For its part, Hamas will never show restraint. Like the untethered evil and murderous men who ran the Nazi death camps, Hamas and its minions tremble with excitement at the notion of a world without Jews. A dim bulb in the U.S. House of Representatives, Jamal Bowman, famous for triggering a fire alarm to delay a House vote, set off alarms of a different sort recently. In response to Israel's justified war on Hamas in the Gaza Strip, Bowman and fellow Democrats suggested allowing Palestinian refugees into the United States. Former U.N. Ambassador and current Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley joined with Democrats telling CNN the U.S., quote, has always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists, unquote. Considering the Palestinian penchant for committing irrational and horrific violence, is that wise? Elsewhere in the Middle East, the governments of Egypt and Jordan said they will not allow Palestinian refugees into their nations. Jordan's King Abdullah said discussions regarding Palestinian relocation to his nation is a red line his kingdom will not cross. Why is that, you ask? You see, after Israel's victory in the 1967 Six-Day War, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, along with an army of Palestinian refugees, fled to Jordan. Shortly afterwards, the PLO used Jordan as a base of operations, launching terror assaults against Israel. Three short years later, terror groups under the PLO umbrella began calling for the overthrow of Jordan's Heshemite royal house and for seizing control of the nation. By late September of 1970, Jordanian forces surrounded the PLO strongholds of Amman and Irbed and began shelling the Palestinian refugee camps where the PLO and her terrorist allies hid behind civilians. The following year, 10,000 Jordanian troops 
pushed the PLO and Palestinian refugees into neighboring Lebanon. Lebanon, whose capital Beirut was once called the Paris of the Middle East, is a shattered ruin of its former self due to the Palestinian presence. According to a 2021 poll by the Palestinian Center for Policy and Survey Research, 53% of Palestinians believe, quote, Hamas is most deserving of representing and leading the Palestinian people, unquote. As regards Israel, 60% of Palestinian respondents support, quote, a return to armed conflict, unquote. America cannot allow a militant population that supports the genocidal atrocities of Hamas to destroy the tranquility of America's civil society, no matter what the dim bulbs in Washington think. That concludes this edition of the More Than Right podcast. If you feel so inclined, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, this is Steve Lopez.